The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Hey, we're back. It's been a few weeks. Got me and Reese uh, here on the show. Uh, Reese, I, I, know, I don't know if it happened to you, but I, don't, uh, I heard last week or this week Chicago got snow uh, the other day, and I'm sitting burning up at 90 degrees uh, contemplating on which spring training game I'm going to go to this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to put up with that anymore up there. I tell you that much. Uh, I think it snowed a little bit last night. I think it's snowing now, actually, up in uh, the Chicago area. So I, I don't miss it one bit. I'm glad to be where I'm at. I know you're happy to be where you're at. And uh, it's a good day where we're at. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know, today or this week also, I, I feel a little spoiled, you know, um, I've been doing commercials and uh, trying to be like my boy Ray. Uh, he he has a couple national gigs. You know, I, 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 I'm taking baby steps. But uh, through the workings and stuff, I actually was very fortunate uh, through the past football season. I have been kind of just meeting the different people in the NFL that grew up, you know, watching. And actually, uh, Maurice and I used to play on Madden back in the day and uh, bumped into Warren Moon. Uh, last year at the Super Bowl in Arizona, then a uh, couple times since. And so I, he told me he would send me something. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And hadn't heard anything. Then he had contacted me and said, uh, yeah, the stuff would be on its way. And I forgot about it. It was like two months ago. And I was ha- happy to get my autographed Warm Moon football. So I was like a little kid for this week. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. So what's going on with you? I, I mean, it's getting that time of the year. This is where you get hyped. Uh, and I, I started doing research. So, yeah, man, you know what it, it is? Uh, this is definitely entering my favorite time of the year uh, with, you know, the play NBA playoffs right around the corner. You have the start of spring training and, and uh, the start of the uh, major league baseball season in uh, a little bit more than three weeks. And you have March Madness, which starts this week. I know that um, yeah, I talked about uh, college basketball a little bit last week, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens. It's going to be crazy because there are no clear-cut favorites uh, in the tournament this year. So, And also hockey. Hockey is uh, ratcheting up and winding down. So I'm excited about that. You know? so, but, uh, so for our fans, just so you know, Reese is the ultimate sports fan. I just like, you know, I like sports, 
but Reese is the ultimate sports fan. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, my, my, okay. my, my wife gets on me about that. You know, she says, you watch everything under the sun. I'm like, man, anything that's competitive, like uh, actually on, was it Saturday or Sunday afternoon, I was watching uh, Chris Paul Paul's uh, celebrity bowling tournament on ESPN. And uh, I, I just get a kick out of competition. I mean, that's why, you know, I, I love all sports, you know, basically. I, I watch cricket. I've stayed up late at nights watching Australian rules football. Um, yeah, I watch it every. I, I watch it all, dude. <laughs> so, and you know, that's why Reese is part of the man cave. <laughs> uh, I mean, typically um, this time of year, you know, the NFL draft intrigues me. In fact, we had two guys um, from Hamilton High School out here in Arizona from the same exact class, and they both were on the O line and invited to the NFL combine. That's a rarity in itself. Says a lot about the program. But typically me, I'm dealing with football offseason, like who's getting cut, who's getting signed, things like that. So my football season extends to uh, the, re- the rest of the year until June when it gets dead. But Reese, Reese's sports season never ceases. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much 365, man. But you know what? I'd like to talk about uh, football a little bit, uh, some of the uh, moves that have been made in terms of signings and uh, the whole controversy about uh, Bosa at the uh, Combine. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into that, you know, briefly before we move on to, you know, other, other stuff. Okay. Uh, so – Going back, to, I know we're talking about college, and one of the things that you're saying that is not a clear cut. I know next week when, uh, when we start filling out these brackets, I find myself being a creature of habit. <laughs> I always put, you know, it's certain teams that as I'm getting ready for the tournament that I'm going to go ahead and have my Duke at least in the Sweet 16. Uh, I'm going to have probably two or three teams in the Big Ten. You're going to see Michigan State at least in there. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. <clears throat> I'm a little biased in terms of when I fill out those cards or for the, the uh, championship or the Mar- March Madness. You, on the other hand, I mean, there's no team for you that you're saying, okay, you know, here's how I mean, four. You know, right now, <clears throat> I mean, right now, you know, I, I think Kansas is sitting at number one, but – you know, they haven't really completely dominated the top-notch competition. I mean, it, it, when you look at the Big 12, probably uh, you have Oklahoma, who's the second-best team in that conference. It's not like they really dominated them. Uh, Texas A&M, I think, is ranked number 20. But uh, other than that, I mean, you, outside of the Big 12 in the ACC, you have Miami, surprisingly. That's probably the best team in that conference. Uh, Duke and North Carolina, you know, they they have a chance to, you know, make it pretty far in the tournament. But there there's no clear cut team in the nation that I could say they're definitely going to get to the final four or they definitely have a chance to uh, make it to the title game because I just don't see it. It's so there's so much uh, mediocrity and and uh, parody in college basketball, which is good. From you know a pure perspective, if you just enjoy competition and a leveled playing field to a certain extent, but 
in regards to like the top teams, you know, the the big name teams, uh, the Kansas is the, you know, Arizona, the Carolina Duke uh, and UCLA, you know, those teams can get knocked off in the first round just as much as they could get, you know, go all the way and, and win the title. So, you know, the, the, the variance is, is great. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's not like you can say, okay, these power conference teams are definitely going to make it to the elite eight, even though most of us were going to pick, you know, maybe one or two upsets in our bracket. But then we make sure that when it gets to the elite eight, we have some heavy hitters in there. This is a season that I can't really say that, you know, because there's good teams all around the country, you know, even a Gonzaga, even a St. Mary's, they're playing good basketball. So it's just one of those years where, man, I can't even, you know, choose, you know, sit down and definitively definitively say, okay, that's the team that's going to, you know, go all the way or, or definitely have a great chance to win a title. So then I guess this question that I'll pose who do you feel is the best player? Do you have that answer? The best player in college basketball? Yeah, right now. Like, <laughs> who's the the apex, Who is the king of college basketball right now? Even even that's hard to say. I'm telling you, uh, you know, right now everybody's in. Well, in terms of like, <clears throat> you know, number one draft pick or the top guy or top name in the coming draft. I mean, that's going to be Ben Simmons out of LSU. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, I, I like, uh, you know, Hield from uh, Oklahoma. You know, he, he's a definitely a, a, a scorer. He can, he can knock down open shots from all o- around the f- floor. I believe that Valentine at, at Michigan State, he can be that next Magic Johnson type of player because I, I think he can play multiple positions. You know, he can handle, he can play point, he can play shooting guard, small forward, you know, so he's very versatile w- with that. But, you know, those are the three guys that really stick out in my head now. Uh, uh, you have uh, Paige, I believe, at uh, Carolina. Uh, he's going he's gonna to be a good point guard. But other than that, you know, I can't really, you know, <clears throat> the landscape of college basketball is, is, is lacking in star talent, you know. Uh, you have uh, Trimble at Maryland. You know, he's had an up and down year this year. But, um, yeah, I, I can't really, you know, say this guy is going to go to the next level and really put in work and be that next superstar. That, you know, I, I don't think um, the, this uh, college field of talent has that guy. You know, Ben Simmons maybe, but I, I talked about him uh, last week and how, you know, he needs to develop an uh, identity of more of a killer instinct on the floor. So I don't know, man. You know, we'll see what, you know, cream rises to the top in the tournament and what yeah, player stands it, out. So I look at, I mean, changes focus, you know, because I've always been a Duke fan and uh, Arizona and UCLA in terms of basketball. Um, and speaking of Duke, uh, the situation with the young man that's, uh, the whole controversial with J.J. Reddick saying a thing with the white villain. Uh, you have any thoughts? Any? You're talking about Grayson Allen? Yes. Yeah. But well, what's your thoughts? Yeah. On? Well, <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's crazy because, you know, 
he does fit into that stereotypical mold of the Christian Leitner type. I, I wouldn't even put J.J. Reddick in that category, but he's more of like a Christian Leitner. Point is, the dude can ball. The dude can mm-hmm. flat out ball. And, and I forget, you know, in that list of top players in the nation, you have to include this guy because he's scrappy. He's, he's tough. He's gritty. He can lock down the fan and he has sneaky athleticism. He can score, you know, all over the floor. He can finish at the cup. He'll dunk on your head. So, you know, the, the one thing is, you know, he has to tone, tone it down with the antics, but that's part of that, you know, that uh, Christian Leitner, Leitner even I, I believe Krzyzewski in a way that, that south side and Krzyzewski comes out and uh, it kind of rubs off on these players as well. And that's why I think, you know, Duke has been, hated for such a long time, you know, because of some of the things that they probably get away with on the floor that other teams won't. But mm-hmm. in regards to what uh, J.J. Reddick said about, you know, I believe there's some truth in it. Yeah, and we'll talk. We'll cover that a little bit more. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So during break, uh, we asked, uh, I brought up to Maurice's attention or asked him about the 30 for 30 uh, with the Chicago Bears and... I actually went and watched it today. And you want to talk about going through an emotional roller coaster for myself. It was, uh, it was interesting, you know, because for one thing, you know, 
is show highlights like Kenny Valdeseri. He, I actually worked under him for a little while before I got into scouting. Uh, so he was kind of one of the key figures, you know, in a special talking about like the 85 team um, to see, you know, Leslie Frazier, another personal friend and Mike uh, Singletary, uh, just the different relationships that were, t- uh, that I have with the people that are on the team, Richard Dent. And also, I don't know, well, a lot of you guys may not know, they practice at Lake Forest College where I graduated and I played on that field. And just to see that in the background and just taking me back to that time and understanding what I was doing. But it was one of the most interesting um, stories, not really knowing like the whole Buddy Ryan thing. And Buddy Ryan seemed to be the key figure to that team. And at the end, for the most part, who everyone rallied around. I just thought it was, if you haven't gotten a chance to see it, I really strongly encourage you to check it out. It it was definitely a great 30 for 30, as is like just about all of the 30 for 30s that have come on. And uh, I I still have to get the first season. Um, But yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I I really didn't understand the uh, how, how deep the uh, I guess angst was against Mike Dicka for not you know getting Peyton the ball or allowing him to score in that Super Bowl. I didn't understand the the how how deep that you know anger and resentment was until I saw uh, that. That uh, thirty for thirty, so I thought that was very interesting, you know. And with uh, you know, Walter was a very, very emotional guy, a very sensitive guy, and it, it really, uh, it really impacted him. And uh, as as Dicka said, you know, he didn't know that it was that that uh, that serious, but um, I thought that was very interesting. And then you know the following up on Jim McMahon after all these years and the condition that he's in right now, which is uh, you know due to you know all the years of playing football and just brings back to mind you know the whole where we're at right now with football in terms of the concussions and the sensitivity to that as well. So oh, absolutely, great, great thirty for thirty. I, I definitely recommend everybody watch that. And it was interesting, you know, because. Like, like I've bumped into McMahon a couple times out here in Arizona, things like that. But just looking at, you know, even how the whole process of the fridge, William Perry, and how he find how they had the internal battle with him and how Dick was like, okay, he's an athlete. This is how we're going to get going. But it, it was just really profound, the admiration that they have for Buddy, and I don't know if you knew this, but I guess when he was under Armstrong's staff uh, before Dicka was hired, the whole defensive staff or players wrote a letter to George Hallis saying, hey, you made the changes, just don't let Buddy Ryan go. And I didn't realize Buddy was on the defensive staff of the Purple People Eaters with Minnesota and how George Hallis dismissed all the coaches and said how he was proud that they took a stand for that coach and for him to stay. And, uh, man, it was, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't watched it, you got to watch the whole thing. 
it will leave you in tears and looking at everything. And as to what you were saying with the whole concussion things with Dave Durson and Jim McMahon, uh, I don't know if I told you this, Reese, but I saw Dave Durson maybe a couple weeks before he committed suicide. I just so happened to come into town and went to Walker Brothers to get breakfast. And I and like it was interesting now, you know, even then when I saw like that he had committed suicide, because when I saw him, he just looked like he was just in deep thought. You know, he was sitting by himself and things like that. So uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. That's yeah, that's a terrible but you know, good information, it definitely brings back memories. Some good, some not so good, but uh Hopefully one day we'll get back to that point of being able to celebrate like uh, 85, 86. Yep, yep, yep. So what what else has been pricking your world? I, I know I, I got to get you into the UFC. I know. Do you follow that at all? I follow it very loosely. Uh, I'm not. Uh, no. Well, first of all, I, I don't buy fights. You know, I don't buy the last fight, you know, and this is in terms of boxing, was the uh, <clears throat> the fight that the, well, the last fight that I purchased was the fight that uh, Tyson bit Holyfield's ear. So I haven't bought a fight since then, you know, whether it be boxing or UFC. But uh, you know, if I'm if there's nothing else on TV, you know, UFC is, is probably like you know it's down a number of pegs on the uh, on the watch list for me. You know, I watch I watch uh, tennis and hockey uh, before that. You know, it's no it's no slight against UFC, but it's just you know one of those things that I'm not you know into too much. Like I can't name you you know ten names in the UFC. Well, so the reason why I was asking because I noticed the whole deal with uh, John Bones Jones. He's coming back and he took uh, a picture of Carl from Family Matters and. Uh-huh. Uh, put the fight, uh, putting that he will fight against uh, Chromier. And he put the, the picture of him basically calling Chromier fat, calling him Carl from <laughs> Family Matters. <laughs> I just, I was like, oh man, it's on like popcorn. Because, you know, John man. Jones Bones is coming back to get his belt. That's the kind yeah. of the reason why I brought it up. I just found it to be hilarious. That was a basket of humility. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So what do you think about this whole, uh, with the uh, suspension of the baseball player? Uh, uh, Chapman from uh, the, was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, You know, I I really don't know too much about it. Uh, I think, um, I know there was a domestic issue that they let play out. And there's another issue that's in the court with another player um, that they're allowing to play out as well. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that um, I kind of I kind of have a problem with. And I know that, you know, the leagues want to, you know, be out front in terms of like domestic violence and, and making sure that they're on the right side of the issue. But. It's like it's almost like uh, almost like double jeopardy kind of where, you know, someone is punished by law enforcement, which is right. 
and then you know your employer and i get you know i understand you know an employer has a right to terminate your, your contract or fire based on an incident outside of the clubhouse but i i i'm, I'm so split on that what, what do you think about it i feel like this if they're not doing it in other i understand everything protecting a brand but I feel like with sports is always taken to another level. Like no one does it to musicians. Like record labels don't drop musicians because they still make them money. They don't do it to actors, you know, <laughs> because they make them money. Um, I've never seen them remove a, someone from a motion picture because of that. Um, only sports and maybe sports talk are typically the occupations where I see that they suspend them or something to that, you know, to that level. So I'm, to be honest, I'm kind of against it. Unless it's a, it's a standard that everyone is reprimanded from their jobs, but also they say, well, you know, you're a public figure. No, you're an entertainer. Sports is entertainment. So sports aren't the social leaders of our country. You know what I'm saying? Right. So no, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I definitely agree with that. But, you know, and, and this is where, like, <clears throat> political correctness runs awry, you know, because you have, you know, the minute the minute something happens and if you don't jump out on it, you know, we live in such, you know, social media has, has really uh, created this fast break in terms of, you know, uh, news and information. So if you don't jump out there right away and do something about it, you're going to get, you know, pressure from, you know, different groups and organizations or whatnot. And, and, and they're going to start applying pressure on sponsors and this, that, and the other. And, you know, just sometimes, man, it's like, you know, (laughs) political correctness is destroying America to a certain extent. And a lot of people wouldn't allow (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't don't you know they don't want to hear that because especially in light of you know the the you know the uh political landscape and the elections and and all that type of stuff with donald trump or whatever but sometimes you know i had uh put a tweet out a couple of days i think yesterday or two days ago it's like man people need to get out of their emotions you know and and stop being swayed and and pushed by emotions you know, and, and calm down and stop being so reactionary over stuff. And I, I think that's where we're at. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's left, right, you know, Republican, Democrat, or if it's black and white, Hispanic, you know, Asian or what. Man, everybody just needs to calm down. You know, that's, that's how I personally feel. Because, you know, everything isn't a hot button item. You know, everything isn't, you know, oh, woe is me, the world is coming to an end type thing. You know, what I mean, that's that's just where I'm at right now. And especially when we talk about sports and you brought up, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, sports, you know, talk. I mean, that was absolutely ludicrous what happened to, uh, you know, Simmons and, and especially Stephen A. Smith when uh, the whole, you know, that whole situation. So, like, man, we need to stop with all this nonsense. We can't yeah, even ab- talk anymore. Absolutely. And I th- this is something. I would like to continue on uh, after we get back to break from break because there's a dialogue that took place this morning actually at my house with 
I had a friend come into town, uh, Oliver Gibson. He's been on the show, played in the NFL. Uh, we'll be back, and we'll uh, talk about the conversation that Oliver and I had. So we'll be back shortly. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. So, before we went to break, we're having a discussion about the political correctness that's going on in the world. And uh, it was interesting because I had a conversation with my friend, uh, OG, and we were just, he was saying that everything is so politically correct that, you know, that is to an extreme, and often facts or the whole situation isn't looked at just because of the, you know, to acquiesce to what Maurice was saying, because the whole sensitive, emotional society that we're in and so one of the subjects that was brought up was Ray Rice and the situation with his wife 
And um, long story short, he, and I never even thought about it, but because of how things are pressed, you know, pushed and things like that with the elevator scene, first of all, I don't believe anyone should put their hands on anyone. But his whole argument was, why hasn't anyone ever talked about the fact that before, you know, they both were out drinking and she ran and hit him, which still doesn't justify it. But it's like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that he was struck first. And I strongly agree that a man should never put his hands on a woman. But it's like, why, why are people assassinated for saying that, you know, a woman shouldn't put their hands on a man? That's, uh, you know, that's just the world that we live in now, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, where, you know, groups of people and, and well-meaning, you know, take their clout and, 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 and their bullhorn and they apply pressure. And, what it, and when they start attacking dollars, that's when, you know, corporations or entities begin to fold. You know, it's just, uh, it's, it's sad. It, it is so sad because you really have to be on pins and needles nowadays and be careful with what you say so that you don't offend somebody. And you could be talking about the weather. Oh, the sky is gray. What? The sky isn't gray. The sky is purple. You know, just, you know, just hyperbole, but that that's where we're at right now you know where everybody's ready to blow up on the smallest of things and not saying that the ray rice incident was small but you know as you talked about like nobody because there's so much emotion involved in a lot of these incidences you know ray rice incident as an example no one wants to look at the entire situation as a whole and, and figure out, you know, come to the conclusion of, okay, this is how this came about. Not absolving at all what Ray Rice did. As you mm-hmm. stated, no man should lay a hand on a woman at any time, any place. I don't care if you're 130 pounds soaking wet or if you're, you know, Hulk Hogan, you know, that should never happen. But at the same time, you know, we have to stop like jumping to conclusions and 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 all, with all these irrational stances without looking at the entire picture you know how did we get here you know or what, yeah or looking in the mirror and saying what have you have you ever been in that situation how would you ha- how have you responded you know what i mean right right and I, I think that's what, you know, looking back on it, that's what got Stephen A. kind of upset with it. You know, well, well, not upset, but that's what got him suspended for a certain amount of time because he basically said that, like, everybody has to look at look at themselves in the mirror and and see what how they could have, you know, de-escalated the situation potentially. And, you know, going back to that period of time, it was a long time ago, but I remember Whoopi Goldberg basically saying the same exact thing that Stephen A. said, and nobody came down on Whoopi. No. What, because a woman said it, you know, 
a woman that's on The View and she said the same exact thing as Stephen A. said, and you guys work for the same company? <laughs> that's what really ticked me off about it. Because both of you, I mean, both of you work for Disney. You know what I'm saying? ESPN and ABC are under Disney. So how does that, you know, it, it, it's just such a... Uh, uh, an imbalance in justice in that regard that it, it's so it, it's so funny to me, but it's and, and sad at the same time. Yeah, and, and it goes back to, for me, just in general, with everything. I think sometimes we all seem to forget that sports is entertainment, and why are sports figures? judge differently than other entertainers. Um, I've not seen anyone ban Marvel Comics for things that maybe Robert Downey Jr. did in the past. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> just the different people. You know, they're still going to have the syndication of Charlie Sheen shows. The only person that has ever been taken off a of syndication for their past endeavors is Bill Cosby. And that's a whole nother can of worms. I mean, but you think about it, and it's like, I think that our critical thinking skills have been diminished with technology. Um, to, yeah. look, to look at situations in a totality and really be able to say, okay, now let's play this out and let's then come to our conclusions. It's, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So anyway, <laughs> let's let's talk about your boy, critical thinking skills, because it seemed like some people wanted to throw some shade at him, saying he couldn't play back in a in an old era and be as dominant. But Steph, oh Curry, my lord, Steph Curry. And then, you know, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Steph Curry is the, is the greatest shooter that I've ever seen. And he's, he's going to go down as the greatest shooter to ever play the game. You know, he's going to go down as one of the top five, top 10 NBA players of all time, period. Now, let me get to what Oscar Robertson said and some, you know, some of these old heads, you know, who I, I tremendously respect and admire what they did for the game and 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 their skill set. You know, Oscar basically averaging a triple double. I mean, that is absolutely admirable. You know, Isaiah doing what he did and you know, everybody else that, you know, had to put in their two cents and talk about stuff. Let's get something straight. OK. If we want to talk about old school basketball, and I'm going to the 80s, you know, because the 80s and 90s, the way the game was is different, okay? People that played in the 80s, how can you have the, the gall to talk about Steph not being able to be as effective as he is now playing back in the 80s when you guys play absolutely no defense at all now here's the misconception okay and my guy you know you know my guy rich right uh -huh. rich andrews he made a very very valid point a couple of days ago uh and he talked about how 
you know, there's this misconception that there was this great defense that was being played in the 80s when actually it wasn't, there was terrible defense. And here's the point. Just because there were hard fouls and whatnot doesn't mean it's great defense, okay? Now, take this into consideration. The three-point shot back then was rarely used, and yet teams averaged 110, 115 a game. How in the heck were they scoring 110, 115 a game when teams weren't shooting the three-point shot like they are now? You, that, you know, that, that's a good point. That's a very good point. N- nobody, nobody wants to talk about that. You know, they, they were fast-breaking constantly. They, guys were getting to the lane, you know, shooting a little mid-range whatnot, shooting a little uh, half-hook in the lane. Defense was absolutely terrible in the 80s. Now, were the minutes in a game the same? 48 minutes. 48 minutes. The game is the same. Court was the same. The three-point line was there. The game has changed so that right now, you know, especially in in this era that we're in right now is different from the 90s because the 90s, you know, teams weren't shooting threes like that. You know, you saw a little bit of an uptick from the 80s, but the 90s teams weren't shooting threes like that. So you have to take that in consideration, how how dynamic the three-point shot is in today's game. And that's why the scores are, you know, uh, you know above 100. But, I mean, for Isaiah, for Oscar to say that, you know, they would have been locked down, or for Oscar to say, well, if someone's shooting your, 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 your eyes out, Go get them, you know, stretch your defense out and go meet them at half court, three-quarters court. Steph is pulling from dang near the half court half line anyway. Yeah, it, it, and here's the thing was unique about him. He's not like uh, Ray Allen where coming off of screens and picks and stuff like that. He's creating his own shot. He's creating his own shot. And that, you know, that changes the, the ball game. You know, so now... You could keep your your big uh, Draymond down, <laughs> or because Draymond has a little range, so you could actually pull him out, and that is like okay, you guys are gonna give me the three, <laughs> I'm gonna take it from, like you said, about a foot in front of half court. Yeah, it's it's see, here's the thing, man, and, and I hate this argument, I I hate this 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 topic because. The old folk, the Dr. J's, the Oscar Robinsons, you know, man, look, if you take the average player in the league today and put it, put him or him into the 60s or 70s, they dominate. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely dominate. I want you to hold that thought because we need, we got to go to break. But when we come back from break, we'll uh, conclude that thought. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144, 1-888-346-9144, or send an email to Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, this is Maurice Perry. I'm sitting in with J.D. Harris. And uh, before we went to the break, I was just uh, going to talk about how if you take the average NBA player today and put them into, uh, you know, the 60s and the 70s uh, NBA game, they dominate. And there's a number of reasons why they dominate. You know, number one, of course, it's natural that you're going to learn from the the errors before you take bits and pieces from uh, the errors before you and, and add your game to it. But physically, you know, the guys in the league today, and the same, it's the same with every single sport that you can think of, you know, uh, football, baseball, uh, tennis, you know, even golf now. Guys are much bigger and much more athletic uh, than they were in the past. So, I mean, that's something that you have to consider as well. Now, with Steph, you know, he's a string bean, and, and I think that's why – you know, he's so beloved by the public and, you know, and people around the world is because, hey, you know, Steph looks like an average dude and we can look at looks him. Like and, and, yeah, we, we look at him and be like, you know, yo, I, I can do that. You know, if I put in the work, if I work hard, I, hey, I can do that. I can become a great shooter. I can I can become a, a great ball handler because what he's doing isn't isn't relegated or hindered by size. You know, he's about six two. 6'3", maybe, you know, but he's out there doing it with tremendous skill level. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, man, with, with the old heads, we just, look, you, you ask for the young guys to respect the game, know the history of the game, know who paved the way for you and respect that. But at the same time, the old guys have to respect the game the way it is today. And I don't I don't feel like there's a level of support 
from some of the older guys. And, and a lot of it is jealousy, envy, you know, uh, and, and just feeling left out, you know, like they, they want their, their cake and eat it too type of thing. We respect you. You're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we respect you. But come on, man, stop, stop doo-dooing on the game today. It's a exactly. great game. And, and like one of the things I was sharing with you at break, I said, first of all, you have to look at, like, especially when you go back to some of those times, like you go back to the 70s and 80s or even the 60s, you got to remember some of the sports were somewhat still segregated or you had to come from a large school or you didn't have international players. Uh, and now these guys are playing, you know, they, they play more games than probably any of them. They may not be the same type of athlete. Now that's where I think is different. Uh, you know, having worked with athletes, the natural strength or this overall strength and I would say physicality of the players in the past, even in football, has changed. Uh, like, you know, Avantez Burfick would play well. He would have been celebrated if he played the era with Dicka and Buckus in them. Um, but as it relates to Steph Curry, like I was saying, and LeBron James, I was like, as much as I respect what Bill Russell is to the NBA, Bill Russell didn't have to defend a, a guy – like a LeBron James or a KD, you know, or a six, six, six point or shooting or shooting guard. They didn't have to defend those guys that could man, move, man. that could dribble, that could shoot and block your stuff. Absolutely. Just think, you know, <laughs> this is a hypothetical because we all, you know, we, we, we sometimes compare like, you know, the, the, the top names of the game today, you know, LeBron, Steph, uh, and whoever else, you know, but just think what Dirk Nowitzki would have done. Who would have guarded Dirk Nowitzki in the sixties and the seventies? Nobody. Yeah. This dude is seven feet tall with the skill of a shooting guard. And, and we look at KD now, six eleven, dang near seven feet tall and can play, you know, four positions. That was unheard of back then. So, man, and LeBron, of course, LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he he'd body up Bill Russell and and most big guys in, in the in the league back then. I mean, come on, just, just stop. I mean, like even Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain is not doing what he did back then because he was the biggest thing around. You know, what I mean, I, I'm saying he he would still be a good player, but he's not dominating like then because he's going to have to play both sides of the court. And he's going to have to be, be able to run with the, those guys. Man, look, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain dominated because the guys that he was playing, playing against were 6'7", six, 6'8", six, while he's over 7 feet tall. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Now, what, what would he do against the likes of like, like a Dwight Howard or a Shaq? Mm-hmm. I'd definitely say the Shaq, Dwight Howard, is another story for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. But I would say, like, a player that transcends transcends errors, even going old school, I'll say a Kareem. Now, Kareem would still be dominant to me in both errors. Yeah, I, I agree with that because Kareem had a special skill set that not a lot of players in the history of basketball had. You know, that, that half hook, I mean, that jump hook. He can stretch that thing out to 17, 18 feet 
and just like the larger one. Same yeah. thing. Yep. His his yep. game transcends transcends errors. A uh, Michael Jordan, clearly, his skill level and his game uh, transcends errors. So, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen is a guy that could could probably defend LeBron for a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think that the banter that comes from the previous players is, you know, I guess raining on their shine, is throwing shade on their shine, is these guys are making more money than those guys could have ever conceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they have more power than those guys did at, at, in that time and era. Um, so I think a culmination of those things, you know, conjures some jealousy. So, but the reality is, yeah, Steph Curry and his skill set, his skill set and what he does would be no different. I mean, he may not handle the ball like Pistol Pete, but he can still shoot and come off his dribble and create a shot. Yep. Yep. And that, and, and that's, and, and granted, you know, this thing, you know, I, I can see, you know, the game is different because you have stretch fours and you have stretch fives now, which actually makes it easier on Steph because, you know, if you're going to press up on him, if you're going to press up and play D, he's just going to blow by you and there's nobody there to protect the rim. You know, or if you if you lay off of him, you know, he's just going to shoot the J. It, it, I, I liken it to like, a dominant pitcher with only two pitches, a great fastball and a nasty changeup. A pitcher that has a great fastball and, and, a, and a change and a good change is going to be a Cy Young contending pitcher, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what Steph Steph Curry is. You know, the fastball is 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 being able to shoot the three. That changeup, you know in a, almost like a reverse sense, is being able to blow by you, you know. So uh, that's why he's so lethal. And, man, you got you to gotta love it, you know what I'm saying? He's defying odds. And, you know, I, I saw the, the I think it was a commercial where he talked about all of the negative uh, scouting reports and that, that were given on him, you know, when he was coming out of Davidson. And he's just defied all those. So, man, give that dude props. He's a good guy, and he's killing, period. End of discussion. Yeah, and before we close out this show, every time I see him, I think of Terrence Howard for some reason, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks like he he's like, uh, it, it, he reminds me of a kid playing in a grown man's sport that's dominating. Uh, and having fun while. And have, exactly. Um, so, but Reese, hey, it's a pleasure, another show. And just thank everybody, the guys that's working on the sound back up in Tempe um, and all our listeners for tuning in. Appreciate you. And we'll holler at you next week. We out of here. All right, we're just about out of here, but make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.